Thank you for listening to a dog training podcast that is like no other. We talk real, we share information based on 25 years of training dogs and working with their owners. Sit back and enjoy our podcast that will create more questions than you started with. If you find yourself wanting more, please join us in our dog community at dogtraining360.com and ask all of your questions. We hope to see you there. Hi all, this is Joe Dickinson, dog trainer of 25 years, dog behavior specialist, cowgirl, horse trainer, animal and people lover, book author, entrepreneur, and business owner. I am talking to you from, well, anywhere in the world actually. I do travel a lot, but my home base is my family ranch in Ogden, Utah, where I live with my humans, our five dogs, seven horses, three cats, and many sheep and chickens. My passion is helping people build the human-animal bond through connection and training. I love teaching people how to train their own dogs, and my specialty is knowing that there is not just one way to do this. Dogs and people are all individuals. My goal is to help you find methods and tools that work for you, your dogs, and your current life situation. I'm a published author of the book, available on Amazon, Training Through the Eyes of Your Dog. I am excited for you to join me in Dog Training 360, where I will share my successful tips and training methods gained by working with thousands of dogs and their families for over two decades. I can't wait to go on this journey together with you and your dog. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Rebecca Dixon, pediatrician, dog trainer, horseback rider, and animal lover talking to you from Costa Rica where I live with my family, including Oxford the Border Terrier and Mocha the German Shepherd. In my United States-based pediatric medical career, I spent 23 years working to improve the lives of children and their families, first through public health research and then as a pediatrician. I spent eight years as an ICU doctor taking care of children and their families during the most challenging times of their lives, and then three years as a community-based general pediatrician. I am a pediatric researcher and published author in the areas of teenage parenting, adolescent health, and pediatric traumatic injury. In the summer of 2021, my wife and I officially embarked on a new adventure by retiring from medicine and moving from the United States to Costa Rica with my 80-year-old mother. Today, I am thriving by immersing myself in a brand new culture and language, learning new sports like surfing, growing vegetables in our yard, and playing with our dogs on the beaches and tropical jungles that surround our new home. For the past 12 years, I've been a boots-on-the-ground regular dog owner, just trying to work full-time and learn how to raise and train my own dogs, including a leash-reactive rescue dog and two puppies. Through my life in medicine and my life as a dog owner, I know, based on research and personal experience, that dogs contribute positively to human health. I am super excited to join Dog Training 360 so that I can share my tips, tricks, and learnings with you so that you can improve the relationship that you have with your own dogs. Hey everyone, welcome uh, to Dog Training 360 community. And today we are going to be talking about crate training. And with crate training, we, with this podcast, we also have a blog that is uh, available free for everybody. And um, in this community, we have our Facebook group um, that is Everything Dog. So if you have questions about crate training as you're reading and as you're listening, um, we also have a, a video of how and the ins and outs of crate training as well. So uh, please encourage your friends, encourage your family to join us in this community because once you're in, you know, the questions are unlimited. You can ask away. So 
please, please, please share if you enjoy this and share if you know somebody that could potentially use um, this advice and, and to be a part of our community. So, Rebecca, we, um, we're just coming off of um, our anxiety podcast and crate training and, and all of that. So let's touch, let's just touch on the benefits of, uh, of crate training your dog um, with yours and, you know, of course mine, you know, what have, what, what have you seen as far as the benefits of, of having your dogs enjoy and love their crates? Oh, there's so many benefits. Um, first of all, as puppies, it was very helpful for both of them with house training. We'll get to that in additional podcasts and blog posts specifics about about house training, but that was a big benefit as puppies. And now that both dogs are older, it is a great place for them to just relax, have their own space, not be stressed. Um, And it's a great place for a safe place for them to be when, um, for example, if we're out of the house, they can be in their crate, they can be relaxing, we don't have to worry that they're getting into the garbage or Mm -hmm. chewing on something that they shouldn't yeah um so those are some of them there Mm -hmm. there are others what have you seen with your dogs um one thing for yours and probably something that it wasn't I mean not anticipated when you um when you got Oxford and Mocha both was the move to Costa Rica and that trip you know I mean the transport was was crazy to get it scheduled and you know picking up here and in utah they were in a crate traveling to la and then from la they're on a plane to costa rica so i mean that was that's a lot of crate time yep but also a lot of scary strangers different people handling them and that crate was their safe thing. I mean, they just knew that they were okay in there, no matter what was going on around them and the crazy, you know, cargo travel and all of that. And so how were they when you, uh, when you got them in Costa Rica coming off and, and that? Yeah, that's a great point. We picked them up directly from the airport and they had just gotten off a six hour flight from, mm-hmm. from Los Angeles and they were great. Yeah. Um, they were happy to see us as they would be, but really, truly um, no different than if we had shown up in Utah and picked them up from yeah. your house. I mean, yeah. they, they seemed very well balanced and adjusted and not stressed. They were just happy to be. Yeah. Happy with to be the home. peoples, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's an excellent point. We certainly never anticipated moving to a different country when we got either dog. Yeah. Um, and the benefits of having them just know that was safe yeah. were, were tremendous. Yeah. Um, and then on a similar note, we actually have traveled with Oxford internationally mm, before right, this, yeah. and we yeah. brought him in a crate on the airplane in in the passenger cabin underneath the seat but he was able to go to Mexico with us a few years ago and that's just fun like it was we didn't have to worry that he was you know adjusting to the crate or anything we could just bring him yeah on our vacation and that was great yeah the other benefit that we may not see um that's you know directly with the dogs is um I think just like human beings we all kind of need a break from each other and the dogs do too. I mean, it's it's healthy. It's good. It's good for us to, 
you know, not, and we all know, you know, with COVID and learning to live with each other in a way that I don't think most people, I mean, I, I don't know anybody that they're whole, their kids, everybody's home and stuck in the house and, you know, living in this little nucleus that, you know, we have the separation anxiety from COVID. And I think it's some separation anxiety from the humans as well as the dogs that, you know, creating that separation just it gives you a chance to breathe it gives you a chance to just take care of yourself and we all love our dogs we want our dogs to be with us all the time but they're just like human beings you know there's just a point where you just kind of need your own little space for a minute and I think that that's a great benefit to be able to have your dog in a crate and just know that it's safe and it's good and they're having their time and and you're doing you without you know, worrying about what the dog is doing or the dog feeling like they need to be with you or doing something. Yeah. Um, and so I, I am just a firm believer, even as our dogs mature to continuing to use the crate. And it really is because I feel like the crate is their space, their house, their room. And so it's not really, um, a crate to me. And it's, I don't have caged animals. Um, Rebecca, what, what was the, what was the biggest aha for you? Um, I mean, there, uh, Austin and, and Hannah were both out of their crates for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming into, to new ones into the family. Um, what was the biggest aha for you as far as crate stuff goes? That's a good question. I mean, I think um, when when we got the first puppy, Oxford, and and followed your instructions mm-hmm. carefully to give him a four hour nap every day in his crate, no matter what, whether yeah. we were home or not, um, it was it, it the aha was really like, oh, he can really sleep in there, mm-hmm. like soundly, number one, and then on the human side of things. It did give us a break. I mean, you know, just like you're saying, of course, we we love being around him, but it was nice to be able to say, okay, he's in his nap zone. We can go, you know, do whatever it is we need to do. Yeah. Um, And and that we've continued that for both of them, even though Oxford is now going to be five next month. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Months and Mocha just turned three and they both enjoy their four hour naps every day. Yeah. What, um, what advice would you give somebody that is, I, I get this a lot, um, when I'm, you know, with clients is I feel so guilty with them being in there. Um, you know, sometimes it's six hours, sometimes, you know, I've had a couple that was eight hours and, and people really have some anxiety around that time in their crate. Time is really, a it it can trigger a lot with, I feel bad. They're in there so long. What advice would you give people for that? Yeah, I, I think what my advice to that is coming off of what you said, think of it as their room, their house, their comfort zone. And then in addition, think, you know, they sleep through the night. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your, your dogs are sleeping through the night. And, you know, that's, 
hopefully seven hours if you're yeah. if you're lucky seven hours eight hours nine hours yeah um that they're just sleeping mo- hopefully most likely in in one little spot or general area where they get up and turn mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and so it's really no different in that regard you yeah. know they're already in a spot that's comfortable sleeping right. overnight yeah. um and then thirdly to I mean, this is all about just taking the guilt emotion out of it and seeing it for what what we believe it mm-hmm. is, just mm-hmm. a comfort zone. Um, there are times that, you know, I've worked a ton during the week and, yeah. you know, I just take a Saturday or a day off, whatever day that may be, and just hang out at home. Yeah. And it's, it's the same concept that um, as long as you're giving your dog a good balance outside of the crate with mm-hmm. play and work and social time and family time, then this is just an, a, a nice restful break for yeah. them. And and so take the emotion out of it, I mm-hmm. guess, is the summary of that advice. Take Take the guilt emotion out of it and try to reframe your thinking to this being a, a just lovely, joyful, yeah. restful, peaceful spot that yeah. they have the opportunity, the good fortune to be able to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the homes that I go into, um, there's a, there's an unhealthy energy initially. And, and it's really because the dogs aren't getting enough sleep. And, and so let's, let's talk about that. You and I both have been to Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and there are lots of families of dogs, Mm -hmm. homeless as Mm -hmm. we want to call it. Um, they're very happy. They're very playful. They're well fed. Um, most of them are, um, the community kind of takes care of them and, but the, the thing that really solidified uh, things for me is when, when, when Chris and I were there, we were training for Ragnar, which Mm -hmm. we ran together. And, um, it was fascinating that there are different times that I ran that you didn't see them most of the day. Mm. And they were up in fairly early in the morning out scavenging when I was running. And then the evening time, um, there was some play going on and, and then out scavenging right around dusk, right, right mm. when it started getting dark. Um, but other than that, you didn't really see, I mean, you, you knew that they, you know, the homes the dilapidated homes and the, and the homes that were, um, just abandoned, you knew they were there, mm-hmm. but they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience with them there? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know that I totally put it together in that same way, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, you know, I think it, it just points to the fact that, um, as animals, they, they need restful times and naturally when they're out in the wild, as Mm -hmm. it were, they take that time to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So let's put um, a different spin that I think people can relate to. Um, what What is one of the number one things as a doctor and, um, you know, as, as a pediatrician on top of it, um, what's something that you feel like we don't get enough of that we don't really talk about? Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, everything comes back to sleep. Yep. Yep. And there's a <laughs> definitely an unhealthy point of not getting out of bed and sure. not, you know, having your day. But we really don't talk about sleep. We do, And true. I think that that's, you know, a piece of, of us being unhealthy overall it, from we're either sleeping too much or, you know, we're, we're struggling to keep going because it's, it's a hard time or, and so sleep is better and that becomes unhealthy or we don't sleep enough and we're just going and going and going and going and going. And that's more common than maybe just sleeping all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, we don't talk about it. We talk about nutrition. We mm-hmm. try and, you know, it seems to be there's these diets and these fads mm-hmm. and exercise and this and that. And, and very rarely in any of those. And I, and sometimes I watch some or listen to some of the podcasts and just look at that. And, and I find that sleep is really not a part of that balanced equation. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. And coming from the pediatric world, um, even going, you know, if you think about a, a baby, you know, mm-hmm. a, a newborn baby sleeps most of the time, and yeah. we we consider that normal and natural, yeah. and yeah. and what a baby's supposed to do. Yeah. And then as they continue to grow through babyhood, specifically, mm-hmm. typically most families and most doctors, you know, just expect that the baby gets, you know, a f- couple of naps a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as the kids get into school age, um, those naps just disappear in mm-hmm. part because of school. Right. Um, but I, I can say that many, you know, many of the children um, that I've taken care of, you know, a big a big question in parents' mind is sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I agree with you that I think it's interesting as as we become adults and yeah. be- get into working positions where we have crazy hours and odd hours and shifts mm-hmm. and all kinds of things mm-hmm. that that focus on sleep it isn't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. And and then we pull our dogs into our adult life. Right. And we're not sleeping. Why do they need to sleep? Right. And so they get the opportunity to sleep. I mean, wouldn't we all like to take an afternoon nap, you know, and and uh, be a, be still be super productive in in our day? So, you know, there's there's definitely just an element in overall society that sleep is just it's not really a topic. We know we need to get sleep, and yeah. we know we're tired, um, but I don't think that we give ourselves permission to to sleep or take a nap here and there. And, and I, so I think we take that away from our dogs and just because we don't sleep doesn't mean our dogs shouldn't sleep. Um, I, I think it's really important. And I think that if, if you give your dog a nap in the crate where they're all of their responsibilities of life is, is just leave it at outside the crate and let them go in and just sleep and not worry about it. Um, that you'll have a balanced dog. Your play will be more productive. Your obedience will be um, a lot more sharp, um, and and you can exercise and and push them into some of the stuff that you enjoy doing, of running or biking or going out for a walk. And you'll find that they're not so crazy um, in the things that you do, but they're also it helps them overall settle when you want to settle and. And I would imagine you find that too, 
um, in Costa Rica where, you know, the rainy season starts and you're in a little bit more mm-hmm. that they are able to settle in even though they've had their four hour nap. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, they do. I mean, they, they usually have a four hour nap in the afternoon, mm-hmm. come out, pl- have a good play session, mm-hmm. have dinner. And then the family, the humans family eats dinner mm-hmm. and they are zonked out yeah. like sound yeah. asleep dreaming. And, um, we always comment on that, like, yeah. wow, they they had a good nap today, but they're just they're just tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, not in a bad way. They're just relaxed right. and settled right. more than tired. They're yeah. just relaxed and yeah. settled, and they can sleep. Yeah, I remember when when we first started training together um, with Mr. Austin, um, and and everything that you know you had read and everything that you were doing, and it was a very busy, it was a very busy time. Um, do you, do you remember that time and, and, uh, some of the advice that I gave you with him? Um, I remember a lot of the advice that you gave me with Mm -hmm. him and I'm not quite sure exactly which of the many things you're referring to. So I remember you had like a walker and this, and I mean, you had uh him like there was scheduled day was very scheduled, you know, and you, you were working in, you know, being in the hospital and crazy schedule and, um, and so you had things very specifically scheduled for him. Yes. And you were still, as I say this, you know, very lightly still struggling with leash reactivity. Yes. And so, um, let's kind of talk about that little piece there. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, now that you give me that context, definitely. I remember you just saying sort of take him out of all of that. Like, that's all great. And the people uh-huh. you've got him with are great. I, it's nothing against them, but he needs a break. Yeah. Um, and so I did, you know, I, I had this vision, like, he needed more exercise mm-hmm. and more, you know, the more I had him doing in terms of hiking and walking and being out of the house mm-hmm. when I wasn't able to take him out of the house, the better he would be, yeah. you know, the yeah. more tired he would be, the more settled he would be. Yeah. And it was the opposite, you know, yeah. when you just said to kind of get rid of all of it, he may be able to integrate back into that as we get him trained up right. and right. settled more. But right now he really needs a break and he just needs to settle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, he went into sort of a, <laughs> um, a, just a quiet time mm-hmm. where he, had a fair amount of crate time every day because yeah. I was, yeah, in the hospital. And, yeah. um, of course he had breaks during the day, um, yeah. with, with the walkers and mm-hmm. people who would let him out and to go to the bathroom and stuff, but he mostly was just quiet yeah. in his crate and he, it, it was good for him. It yeah. was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So a tired dog is not a good dog. A tired dog does not make a dog calm and settled in the house. Yes. They, they're tired. Right. When you go to the beach, you know, they come home and they're, they're content. But if you stayed at the beach or you came home and had lunch and went back to the beach and had, you know, you would find that they were, they would either be grumpy enough that they're just going to go away from you and just like, or start not listening, um, having just kind of some crazy moments of energy that they don't know what to do with because they're tired. So just like little kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. It very much reminds me of toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and Mocha, even though she's three, she's still in that, you know, we can look at each other and just be like, she needs a nap. Yeah. Because yeah. she's not bad. She's never bad, but yeah. she's just like very unfocused and uh-huh. kind of wild. And, yeah. you know, she looks happy because she always looks happy, but there's an energy about her yeah. that's not a yeah. healthy energy. And yeah. we just say, oh, you need a nap. And, and even if she's had a nap already, but she gets to that point, yeah. she gets another nap and yeah. she comes out nice and calm and settled. Yeah. The having you know having working dogs um they're kind of a lot and everything is a job to them and and mocha's oxford is in that but he channels it a lot differently um as far as his job responsibilities are very serious um mocha the border collies are a bit more spontaneous of what they decide their job is going to be and um having that crate time just like takes him off of that job mm-hmm. for a moment to just like, okay, you, you've got to stop moving yeah. and settle um, because they don't, they don't turn off. Yeah. And as they mature, they learn to, and they learn to kind of regulate themselves. But um, I, I feel like, and I think that's what, the reason why I'm hanging in this sleep thing is it truly is one of the biggest easiest fixes you can do for your dog across the board and most of the time they just aren't getting enough sleep because Mm -hmm. we're keeping them so busy um going to doggy daycares and pounding the pavement for four hours six hours eight hours um a lot of people say you know they're exhausted but they come home and they're just crazy and it's because they're exhausted Mm -hmm. um and so, you know, I think it's, you know, if you go, if you have to use a doggy daycare here and there, great, but it shouldn't be a source of trying to tire your dog down. Mm-hmm. Um, you should use the crate and think about slowing life down for them and, and relaxing into what, what you want life to be. Um, what are some of the uh, elements of crate training that... Um, that I always tell, and, and you've heard it over and over, Rebecca, as far as just the process of using the crate, putting your dog in the crate, what, what does a routine look like as far as the crate goes? Um, a few different concepts to get across with that question, I think. First of all, we've touched on it a little bit, but take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Don't um, make it weird. Just have them go to the crate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a, a great video um, for those of you that are listening. If your dogs are, are resistant or you can't really figure out how to get them to go into the crate, um, we have we have a, a video that really demonstrates how to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I recommend uh, taking a look at that. Um, so don't bribe your dog. Mm -hmm. That's well laid out in the video too, but, um, don't, you know, bribe or trick your dog into the Mm -hmm. crate, but just put them in as if, you know, this is what we're doing now, put them in. Um, and then, um, we touch on this in the video too, but there's all kinds of information on the internet about, you know, work up to this gently, put them in for five minutes, open the door, leave the door open, let them go in there naturally. Um, 
and that we find in our experience just isn't isn't very effective Mm -hmm. um and what's more effective is just making it a routine yeah you go in the crate you have the door shut you go to sleep yeah um and so that's that's one concept and then um Another concept that we also touch on in the video is is how to make the crate just a, a happy place for mm-hmm. them. And one one way of doing that is to feed meals in the crate. Yeah. Um, and we recommend that especially either for puppies or for older dogs that mm-hmm. aren't um, experienced with the crate, whether they've had um, you know perceived negative experiences with a crate in the past or it's their first introduction. Meals and food in the crate is a great way to make it seem like a wonderful place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are, those are two of the big concepts. I think the sort of overarching thing is don't be weird about it. Just take the emotion out, Mm -hmm. have it be a routine, um, and put them in there. And then we recommend for four hours in the crate in general as sort of a, a general rule, Mm -hmm. um, with the understanding that some days it's going to be a little less, you know, especially as they get older, um, our dogs don't always get exactly four hours. Um, but also it's a okay if sometimes it's a little more yep. and certainly we don't advocate you know every day 12 hours in the yeah, crate no no no, no that's not that. what we're saying mm-hmm. yep. but if you know generally speaking they get a four-hour crate nap a yep. day and then you've got a long day and oh my goodness today yep. it's going to be six hours or even eight hours yeah that's okay yep. remember they do sleep through the night and they don't pee in the house hopefully you right. know, hopefully right. your yep. dogs are potty trained and and we sleep at night and don't pee in our beds so they right. can do the same yeah on that note um that was one thing prepping oxford and mocha for their trip because it wasn't really sure what the transport company, the drive down, how much, how, you know, how many breaks they were going to get, what the flight was going to look like. What if it's delayed? What, I mean, I had all like, they potentially could be in their crate for 15 hours. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they would randomly, both of them get 12 hours in their crate, not consistently, but just enough to know that, okay, guys, this could happen and you're going to be okay. And so it was definitely a thing. And, and for a lot of dogs that come and stay for training, um, you know, in the past, it, it's, I usually do one longer day, not necessarily 12 hours, but they do get a 10 or a 12 or an eight hour kind of, you know, depending upon the age of, of the puppy as well. But um, it, it's, it's okay. And, and they need to know that it's okay Yeah, to have that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Yeah. And then I love it because I just feel comfortable if, you know, my car breaks down mm-hmm, or I end mm-hmm. up like in some sort of emergency at work that I just can't leave. Yeah. I have the confidence to say, I know my dogs. They're okay. in their crates. It's okay. Nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. They're fine. They're yeah. just sleeping. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yes, they'll be happy when I'm home, but that's not because they get to get out of their crates. It's yeah. because I'm home and it's a new chapter in their day. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not thinking about yesterday and they're not thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. They're right there in the moment of sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I recommend is covering their crates completely up either with a towel, a sheet, a blanket. Um, you don't want to overheat them. So it depends on kind of where, where you have them and the temperature that you keep your house. But um, I am a big advocate of not using wire crates, but using the airline approved crates. Um, I feel like they're more den. 
I feel like the dogs settle in them better. I feel like they're not feeling like they're in a cage that they are settled in and, and comfortable. And then covering them up just relieves them of all responsibility. Like you don't even have to watch and guard from your crate. You don't have to worry about what's going on. Um, just just settle in and, and cover up and... Um, you know, right now I don't have, I don't have my dogs all, uh, covered up and, and that we're just working on, um, as they see people coming and going and just being comfortable and fine and not nervous about, um, especially since we moved, they have a lot more space and things are a little bit different, different for them. And they, they had a little bit of anxiety around it and they were pulling their, their blankets in. And so I wanted them to see like, it, it's fine. And I think they were just kind of more worried about what's, what's going on and what's coming and going. And so, um, but usually a, a dog that's in for training is, is covered completely up. So that's, that's one big thing that I'm a big advocate on is covering them, covering them up. Um, even the front door, it's always a question. Every time they're in their crate, even when they're eating, just to cover them up. Um, Rebecca, what's, what's your final advice for crate training your dogs? Just do it. Yeah. Just do it and work through it. I mean, um, I guess for both puppies, um, they struggled for, Mm -hmm. um, a day or two and cried and barked and, um, with, with Joe's, both advocacy and and hand by my side I um we just worked through it and and they I guess have confidence in the trust the process Mm -hmm. they will get used to the crate if if you're crate training for the first time and and stick with it know the positives outweigh that short period of time where they might be vocal getting used to it yeah and if you if you read on our blog um, you'll see kind of routines and and it really kind of the process and and I think that is if you it's the same thing that I do and I have done for I don't know thousands of dogs 25 years of dogs that pretty much within three days you're you're 90 percent there and you'll have a little hiccup here and there from puppies more so than adult dogs but it, it really is if you just stick to it they're by day three they're zipping into their crate and and following the routine and and they and it's comfortable and they know what to expect and you come home or it's time to come out of their crate and they know they need to go right outside so it really creates routine around it and you know it's it's a lovely 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 thing and I think that it helps um I think it helps with people I think it helps with the dogs of just learning that they have a room too to go to just like us. Yep. We also have on our, um, those of you that are listening to the podcast, we have our, um, our dog community, uh, Facebook page. And as you're going through this journey, you know, please ask questions, bring things up, you know, talk about things that are frustrating through the crate process and let us help you through the journey because there's, there's always, these one-offs and there's always something like, Ooh, do I do this? And do I ignore, what do I do here? And that's really what our, you know, our Facebook group is for is, you know, asking those questions, but also, you know, there'll be other people on there 
other dog owners that, you know, may have gone through the same thing that like, yep, ours was four days or, you know, we, we took our dog out and it was the worst thing that we did. And we ended up having to start all over. So it's a great group to ask questions and, and really be a part of the community of that you're not alone. And there's such a great place to ask questions and help you through it as well. As you go through the journey, don't forget, um, to share this with friends and family and they can find and you can find everything on dogtraining360.com. Thank you for being a part of our dog training podcast. Our goal is to help you train through the eyes of your dog. We want you to go on amazing adventures and accomplish all your dog training goals. For more dog training adventure, read our blog and join our dog training community at dogtraining360.com. You can find us on Instagram at dog underscore training underscore 360 and all other social media channels from TikTok to LinkedIn under Dog Training 360. We would love it if you shared your dog training journey with us. Now let's get into training.